Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning and welcome to Direct Line. It's Thursday, September 22nd. It's Greg and Steph. We're pre-recording. That's right. So it's hotter than you know what. Well, we're on Tuesday and my (laughs) temperature says 94 degrees. I'm looking forward to Thursday. So Tuesday, the 20th, we're recording is the first day of fall. It doesn't feel like fall. It doesn't feel like flannel. It It doesn't feel like uh, campfires, bonfires. (laughs) That's right. But by Thursday, when this airs, it's supposed to be nice and cool. That's right. So So let's just hope that the weather... Fall is generally coming. I love fall. It's my favorite season. It's number one. I just love the the weather. Uh I love the sweatshirt weather. I love the football games. I love the bonfires, campfires, whatever it may be. I just think it's a beautiful time when the leaves are turning. And I've got a couple leaves in my neighborhood, a couple trees, where the leaves are starting to change a little bit. So I love it very much. But hey, we are pre-recording because we have a Mm -hmm. very special show. And I want to just say early on, there's going to be some very adult content. Mm-hmm. I uh, pride myself that Direct Line is a show that addresses, you know, the issues of this world through the lens of faith. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is the issue of abortion. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hear specifically from two women, Tori and Cheryl, mm-hmm. about their journey of decades of keeping a secret right. and how they were finally able to find freedom and all of this to say we've got a big day at Second Church this Sunday. We're in the middle, really, of this new sermon series, Cultural Questions, mm-hmm. Biblical Answers, mm-hmm. Better Conversations. Do we, do we get to talk a little bit about that or well, not? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's just start by talking about last week. Yeah. We had Dr. Gary Johnson yeah. from E2 Elders with us, and the, the topic was what happens when I die. Mm-hmm. Give me your reflections. Well, he was an amazing communicator, first yeah. of all. So if, if you are interested in that topic, I would highly encourage you to listen to this sermon because it's just so well communicated, first of all. He's a great communicator. He really challenged my thinking on yeah. some subjects that I grew up with. Same here. Um, regarding the rapture yeah. and the second coming. Yeah. And really caused me to say, hmm, that's not what I've been taught, but right. what, what you're saying from the scripture, as Makes you sense, interpret the it? scripture, it made complete sense. And um, it just was so encouraging. He made it so simple. Right. He right. he referenced uh, the the book of Revelations and right. talked about right. how it's so confusing, but it's because we make it that way. Right. He really just he simpli- said it's simple when you really get yeah. into the scriptures. It's simple. Yeah. Yeah. He talked about that passage of scripture in Matthew twenty four, where Jesus yes. is speaking, yes. and he says two people will be in the field. Yeah. One will be taken, one will remain. And two women yeah. will be in the kitchen, and one will be taken, and one will remain. And he totally turned that scripture from how how many of us, I think, have yeah. understood that. And yet, I think he's right. Well, it, I've looked, I mean, I've really spent a lot of time since then looking at it, and I think he's right. And I think the big takeaway that I loved about the way he presented this is Jesus continually says, I'm coming again, be ready. Right. And when Jesus comes back, you better be ready. That's right. You know? That's right. And so, yeah, I highly recommend it as well. And that, that passage that you're talking about, he flipped it because he really tied the, the, the context of it that he's talking about the days of Noah, as in the days of Noah. Right, right. And that the 
the people in the days of Noah who were swept away, they were taken away. They were the sinners who yes. were taken away. And I've always yeah. heard it the opposite. Like so the Christian will be taken, taken away, away to heaven, and yeah. then the, the non-believer is left, left behind. for this period of tribulation. Yes. Yes. And So um, I still don't completely understand it, right. and so I'm, I'm going to— study it and probably pick your brain yeah. more. And I would have loved to ask him. He got out of here pretty quick. Did he have he to get back did. to Indianapolis? Well, they had a block party. He and his wife host a block party Aww. once a year. He said it's a way for them to connect with all of their neighbors, many of whom oh, are not followers of Jesus. Wow. And he said, I looked on my calendar and I realized <laughs> I've got the block party today. So, so she was at home getting ready? Well, a- absolutely. So <laughs> his was question was, what time can yeah. I leave? And I said, Gary, when you say amen... Jump in your car and okay. go. And he did, really. Okay. But, but the great thing about it, through this whole series, we've said we want to have better conversations. And again, this is a series not just happening at Second Church. Right, right. Catlin Church of Christ, right. Crossroads Christian Church, Pine Village. I was just with those guys oh, yeah. for our weekly sermon. And all of the sermon study, all of them are saying the conversations that are being sparked. I just think there's an energy that you've yes. got these churches yes. working together yes. and we're tackling important yes. topics. But the topic this week might be mm-hmm. the most challenging of all for mm-hmm. some, okay. because when you, you come to the issue of abortion, I'm convinced that there is a certain number of believers, they know what they know on the issue of abortion. Mm-hmm. So th- they're not really necessarily wanting to know, does the Bible address it? Or should we have better conversations? They are locked in. They know what they know. Mm -hmm. And we don't even need to have that discussion. Mm -hmm. The problem, here's the problem with that, I think, is that in many cases, people have made it into a political issue. And I make the case, Mm -hmm. this is first and foremost, a theological issue. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm going to say Sunday is, I think it is without dispute, if you study the Bible, God is pro-life. Now, I'm not saying God is part of the pro-life movement right. or the pro-choice movement. Mm-hmm. God is pro-life. Right. You know, Genesis 1.27, we were created in the image of God. In the image of God, he created us. Mm-hmm. Male and female, he created us. Jesus came to bring us life and life to the full. So right. I think it's going to be a great Sunday, but I want to just challenge people. But you're kind of focusing not so much on. Are you focusing on the actual issue of life, or are you focusing? Yeah, you're focusing more on women and men yeah. who are struggling with the choices maybe they've made. Years so ago. here it is. I'll give you the sermon in 90 seconds. Okay. The nutshell: yeah. Jesus came full of grace and truth, yes. according to John 1:14, yes. mm-hmm. and we're going to study some truth. And the mm-hmm. truth is, God is absolutely pro-life. Right. God absolutely believes every life matters. But the grace side of things, Mm -hmm. we have failed Mm -hmm. as churches, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, Mm -hmm. on this issue. Let me just say this. Mm -hmm. I, as a minister, as a preacher, I have failed in truly presenting the ideal, this is a grace place. Mm -hmm. So we're going to hear from two Mm -hmm. women Mm -hmm. uh, later today, and then again on Sunday uh, via video, that they're going to talk about how they found grace, how they found forgiveness. First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful. He's just. He'll forgive us of our sins and purify us from all righteousness, all unrighteousness. And uh, we're going to hear from Tori and Cheryl, and they're going to talk about how they came to that peace with God. But 30-year journey, 25-year journey, you know? Right. And uh, the stunning statistic, again, I, we shared it on Direct Line, I think, last week. Mm-hmm. One in four women and men in your church mm-hmm. are probably 
post-abortive. They have mm-hmm. abortion in their past. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. stunning statistic it is. to me. It is. Now, it is. I can't forget to share this. This mm-hmm. Saturday, mm-hmm. September 24, is the Walk for Life. Right. And the Walk's at 10, but they have a vendor fair that will follow that will go till 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 28 vendors. 28? At Lincoln Park. Really? And I hear Fun. we're going to have some awesome music. We're going to have some music. Yes. I don't know if it's going to be awesome, but well, we're going to have sure some music. Be. And I think the weather's supposed to be good. Weather's supposed to be a nice fall day. So it's supporting the, the Women's Care Clinic yes, yes. here in town. And it's a major fundraiser. Right. I'm going to be right. posting on my Facebook page later this week how you can contribute to the Walk for Life. Mm-hmm. To me, I, I love so much the work that they do. I love the Walk for Life because there's this show of unity mm-hmm. when so many people from the community come out mm-hmm. and some are part of Second Church and mm-hmm. some are part of First Baptist That's Church right. and some are part of other churches. Mm-hmm. And honestly, some are not part of a church, mm-hmm. but they're saying we're here to mm-hmm. send a message we are absolutely fighting for life we absolutely believe that every life matters and so i hope that you'll come out mariah hansen and annie dykstra from the women's care clinic were with us a couple weeks ago and talked about it and you guys are going to be sharing what time 11 30 12 our band is playing okay and then i think there's another group is that right i believe so are they before or after you don't don't know know okay yeah we're 11 30 to 12 but you know lincoln park's a great place to to gather together it's kind of a hidden gym i think here in danville and i think it's going to be a really great day hey we could not do direct line without incredible incredible sponsors who are we saying thank you to right well of course the team at hans Tankwash always supports the women's yes. care clinic they use their time to support them the darby family with sunset funeral home dean and gina crandall with morgan stanley don and deanna witzel with mcdonald's chris and daisha robinson with robinson chiropractic and bill and mary lou knight with lakewood insurance and so as you put the service together for this uh sunday you and i have not talked about it yet but i talked with your intern <laughs> right? tegan goodwin right. and I'm, I'm really excited about the song you know you think are there any songs that speak to the issue of abortion Mm -hmm. but i don't know if they speak to the issue of abortion but they certainly speak to life and forgiveness and and grace grace and grace man i just think it's going to be a fantastic day i I think so too i mean i hope you're going to offer a time of prayer not just for people who are struggling with the sin of of their past of abortion but really any sin that you've carried and i think you know i think cheryl's going to make the point here um either in the video or even coming up later on this morning, talking about that when we confess our sins to one another, that's where we find true healing. Healing, And it doesn't mean you get up in front of the church and say right. in front of everybody, but right. you find someone that you can trust. And, you know, through support groups and even through Celebrate Recovery, that's one of the main things that we talk about. You find healing through confessing your sins to each other. And so, you know, I think you're going to offer a prayer time maybe for someone who really needs to take that as their next step. Absolutely. Maybe they've been hanging on to something that they've kept hidden for a long time. Yep. And so maybe this Sunday can be a freeing Sunday. It's going to be fantastic. Fantastic. And this interview, uh, mm-hmm. man, it really moved me. So yeah. we're yeah. going to go to break. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to hear an extended interview. It's right. going to be two segments mm-hmm. with my friends, Tori and Cheryl. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, September 22nd. We'll be right back after this. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring 
This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, September 22nd. And Stephanie, we are blessed to have in studio with us, we're pre-recording, right. but two very special women of God, my friend Tori and my friend Cheryl. And they're going to talk about a subject that makes some people nervous. You know, you and I, we talk about the sanctity of human life and we talk about abortion pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. But I really wanted Tori and Cheryl to join us today because their story is one of having abortion in their past. Mm -hmm. And yet they both really feel like God is calling them not to be quiet about it, Mm -hmm. not to be silent anymore. I think Satan is the deceiver and I think he uses two things, silence and secret. Mm -hmm. And I think especially on this topic of abortion, it keeps people from finding the healing that I believe anyone can find Mm -hmm. because of Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. And so, Tori, I'm going to start with you. Just quickly tell us your story. Uh, My story started um, when I was 21 years old. I had an abortion um, just before I graduated from college. So I found out I was pregnant and having a baby was not going to fit in my plans. So um, I made the decision to abort that child. And I always say the most important part of my story is that I grew up in church. Yeah. So I I did know about Jesus. Mm -hmm. I just didn't really have a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. So when I went to college, it was very easy for me to step into um, the party scene. Lots of drinking, Mm -hmm. lots of messing around. So Mm -hmm. I wound up pregnant. Um, So, you know, from from that point on, uh, really, after the abortion, I just started down this uh, path of guilt and Mm -hmm. shame, Mm -hmm. a deep, dark secret Um, I didn't even tell my husband until after we had been married for a year because he's adopted. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know how he would take it. Mm -hmm. Um, Thanks be to God. He was very supportive, still Mm -hmm. is. Um, But um, I carried it around for 30 years. For 30 years, I carried my story. And even after telling him shortly after we were married, I still didn't speak about it for over 20 years. So, you know, going through all of that... um, I continued to go to church. Yeah. I continued to go to church. As, as a matter of fact, the weekend I had my abortion, um, it was a Friday. 
Um, I spent Saturday in bed recovering, and Sunday morning I was back at church. Never spoke a word to anybody. Did you tell your parents? No, they never knew. Um, As a matter of fact, my my brother and two sisters didn't know Mm -hmm. until many years Mm -hmm. later. Um, It's just something I buried deep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But fast forward to 2018. Yes. (laughs) Sitting at First Christian Church in Clinton, Illinois, Mm. and a certain pastor by the name of Greg Taylor (laughs) is speaking on the sanctity of human life. Mm. And he brought in uh, someone from New Life Pregnancy Center who shared about her abortion very openly. Mm. Megan, right? Megan. 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 And um, she, she was so honest and so brave. And I remember thinking, wow, I can't believe that she's just putting it all out there. Right. Um, was she the first person you had ever heard do that publicly? That publicly, yes, okay. mm-hmm. absolutely. And so I just kept thinking, I can't get out of here fast mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just hot-tailed it out of church <laughs> that day. Um, and I, quite frankly, was pretty mad at Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for a while. For a while. Yeah. And I didn't know that. I mean, he, you, you played it off really well. I had no idea. I learned that just a couple of weeks ago, actually. I, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I kept going to church. I kept mm-hmm. doing everything because I knew that, you know, that's what good girls do. Why were right. you mad at him? It was misdirected anger. Mm-hmm. I, I kept thinking, how dare he talk about this thing that mm-hmm. I don't want to face? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I don't want to, you know. Right. And it wasn't anything he said. Mm-hmm. It was just the fact that he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think there's an important lesson there because I think that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we think if I don't go to church and leave feeling wonderful, you know, I, I, I didn't get what I needed to get. And it may be what you needed to get. Mm-hmm. What, what I think you needed to get was you need to face this, you know, and I think I have stuff I need to face and mm-hmm. we all mm-hmm. do. And um, I, I think there's a great lesson there to be able to say it's okay to be struggling when you hear God's word or when you hear this wrestling. So back to your story. Well, and that's, so it's interesting that you say, um, because God was working. Um, so we go to 2019, Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Guess what? He's still talking Greg's about still it. still talking yeah. about it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but this time he brought in the director. Yeah, Penny um, Weaver. Penny Weaver mm-hmm. of New Life Pregnancy Center. And she is not post-abortive. Mm-hmm. And she was so loving and mm-hmm. kind. And mm-hmm. um, not that Megan wasn't. Right, but right. I thought, how, how can someone who's never been down this road be so loving about it? Mm-hmm. Right. That's what actually encouraged me to, to reach out to her after mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. And, and talk to her. She put me back in touch with Meg. Yeah. Meg and I went through a Bible study together, and it was during that time that Meg said, hey, I've heard about this retreat called mm. Deeper Still. Mm. Um, and then COVID hit, and things got crazy for a while. So I didn't get to go to my retreat until October of 2020. Okay. Um, but it was absolutely life-changing for me. Yeah. Um, now, I had thought going in that I was already healed. Mm. I was going in to help other women right. because this was God's calling. Right. I was on my way. And during the very opening remarks, the facilitator said, you're here to receive. Don't mm. be ministering to others. Mm. So right away, I learned this is not a learning seminar for me this yeah. is this is a healing retreat for wow. me it changed the perspective mm-hmm. yeah. um and man was i glad it did hmm. because i was able to um grieve my child mm-hmm. um and just prior to that god had shown me that it was it was a boy hmm. um and had given me a name aaron so i was able yeah. to memorialize him and hmm. grieve for him hmm. and put down 
a lot of shame and anger. So I wasn't just angry at you, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> I was I had a whole list of people. Um but it yeah. you know, it it gave me that opportunity to to really just break some of those strongholds and, yeah. and move away from all of that anger mm-hmm. into the healing that Jesus had for me. Changed wow. my life completely. That's wow. Great. Cheryl, what's your story? My uh, story began 51 years ago. I was the age of 14, and I won't go into all the details what happened, but I became pregnant. Mm -hmm. And at that time in 1971, that's a long time ago, Mm -hmm. uh, abortion was not legal in the state of Illinois. And so I I remember, and my parents have both passed, and um, I have a lot of regrets, but Mm -hmm. one of the biggest is after going through Deeper Still, that I didn't talk to my parents Mm -hmm. about it because Mm -hmm. I know for 51 years, Mm -hmm. they probably wrestled with the choice of abortion. Mm -hmm. Uh, My whole family traveled to the state of Wisconsin and I had the abortion. I don't remember the procedure. Mm -hmm. Thank God I don't remember the procedure, Mm -hmm. but I do remember I was alone. I remember after the procedure that the room was filled just with cots cots and cots of women. Mm -hmm. There were older women. Of course, I was 14, so everybody seemed to be older. Uh, There were young girls, maybe 17, 18, and then there were some my age. Some laughed, some were crying, some Mm -hmm. were silent, and that's where I found myself. So that was um, my abortion at 14. Then I made some really bad life choices. Like Tori, I grew up in church. My mom was in charge of the church kitchen. My dad was a deacon. Mm -hmm. He was in charge of the missions fund. And so we never spoke about it. We never talked about it. Mm -hmm. No one knew about this Mm -hmm. horrible secret, this horrible thing that I had done. (laughs) And I'm sure my parents carried that secret too because they never talked about it with me. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, all my life I was angry in high school. Yeah. And... uh, just angry at everything. In fact, when I gave my testimony at Southside Church of Christ, my cousin came up to me afterwards. She goes, I thought you hated me, but you hated everybody because you hated yourself. So because of that state of mind, I made some poor life choices. I became pregnant again at 22. I felt the only choice I had was to have an abortion. I remember the day after. I don't remember that procedure either. But I remember the day after, and I was just sitting and thinking, what have I done? I wish I could take this back. Mm -hmm. In fact, when I was in the abortion clinic, it was in Champaign, which is no longer there anymore. It was in Champaign, and I looked at the nurse, and I said, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I changed my mind. I don't want to do this. And she said, it's too bad. Mm -hmm. You've already paid for it. Mm -hmm. The doctor's here. So again, I pushed down guilt Mm -hmm. and shame Mm -hmm. and just deep, 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 deep well of guilt and Mm -hmm. shame. Didn't talk about it. Um, Through 51 years is a long time. Mm -hmm. And through through those years, I had uh, sisters in Christ. Of course, they didn't know I had an abortion. They Mm -hmm. would say anyone who would have an abortion can't be a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, They should. I had one person tell me that women who have had abortions should killed to be executed and so working through that you didn't want to tell anybody about Mm -hmm. the abortion that's a lesson for the church right yeah we've got to guard our our tongues one in four women in your church have had abortions i mean that's a stunning statistic yeah in 2013 i went uh on a retreat it's called walk to emmaus Mm. 
And while I was at the retreat, people who know me, they know I, I want an answer now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so everybody was getting these revelations. <laughs> I wasn't getting a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went into the restroom and I said, Lord, Lord, why am I here? Why do you want me to learn? Mm-hmm. And he said, I have forgiven you for so much that you cannot forgive yourself. Yeah. I ran out of that bathroom and I was at a table with four to five other women And I said, I know why I'm here. Mm -hmm. I've had two abortions, and I've not confessed those to anyone. Mm -hmm. And I started sobbing so hard that my body was hot, and they had to move me outside. No one could even come near me because the grief for 42 years at that time, it had been bottled up inside of me. And then the healing began in 2016. Yeah. Uh, I went over to Mercy's Refuge, and I was looking over Mercy's Refuge. It was in reference to a, a shelter for homeless pregnant women, and I was getting ready to leave. And Nate Himes, I think he's the CEO now of Mercy's Refuge. At that time, he was uh, with the Pregnancy Care Clinic and over Mercy's Refuge. So we were standing looking out over to the pregnancy center, and he said, Cheryl, do you mind if I pray for you? And I said, oh, no. Please pray. They had no idea I had had these abortions, none Mm -hmm. whatsoever. And I said, sure, Nate, I would love for you to pray. So he prayed, and he finished praying. He looked at me, and he said, Cheryl, we're having a retreat in October. It's called Deeper Still. Would you like to attend? And I said, Deeper Still? What's that about? Mm -hmm. He said, it's for the abortion-wounded heart. I said, I started crying. I said, Nate, how did you know? And he said, I didn't, but the Holy Spirit Hmm. said, ask her to come. Wow. That's power. The healing began. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember, too, that we're not supposed to minister to each other. And like Tori, I believe that once you've had the abortion and you've gone through this suffering and shame and guilt, the load that you carry, you just want to minister to everyone mm-hmm. because you know how it feels yeah. for people to walk away from you. Even mm-hmm. they don't know your story, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. walk away from you because they don't know your story right. and they've made a judgment. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to go to break. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this for part two of the interview. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. IPC. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217 217- Two six zero five six four seven. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. 
Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. Let's get back to our interview with Tori and Cheryl. Wow. So you both talked about Deeper Still. Let's dig deep. What is a Deeper Still retreat? Um, A Deeper Still retreat is a weekend retreat free of charge for women and men Hmm. who are post-abortive. I'm glad you said women and men. Yes. Because I think a lot of times we think only women. Yes. And it's very much a men's issue, too. Yeah. Um, we know that it takes a man and a woman to right. make a baby. Right. And um, there's different reasons that men need healing. Some Sometimes they aren't even aware that mm-hmm. a baby was conceived mm-hmm. and aborted mm-hmm. until it's done. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a that's a different grief yeah. Um, yeah. than the man who maybe coerced pressured or at least went along with right um the decision to to have an abortion and they need healing just as much Mm -hmm. as as we women do and during the retreats um it's very powerful for women who maybe were abused by men Mm -hmm. to actually see these men receive their healing Mm -hmm. and you know come to terms with the decision that they made as well yeah there's just so much hope in it and Mm -hmm. it's it's just a beautiful thing um, the retreat itself is set up to, to begin on Friday afternoons, and it runs through about midday Sunday. Um, and on um, Friday, we uh, greet the participants. Now, one, one important thing about Deeper Still is it is completely saturated in prayer, yeah. worship, and God's word. The entire weekend, we just, we, we cover it all. Prior to retreats, we do, as we're preparing, we do a prayer march around the facility. Mm. Um, we, we pray over everything, bathrooms, beds, mm. mirrors, mm. kitchen, mm. you know, conference rooms, mm-hmm. all of those things, um, everything that we use. Um, and it's, it's palpable. You can feel the prayer. Yeah. Um, we, we do have a retreat that is coming up. Yeah, um, just a couple of weeks. Couple of weeks from now, um, in October seventh through the ninth. Yes, it is at East Bay Camp in Bloomington. Yeah, um, which that's about an hour and a half from yeah, here, from not here. too far from Danville, Vermilion County. Yep. Yeah, and and there are so there's tons of information about Deeper Steel on on the website, um, but there are chapters all over the country. So yeah. this isn't just a just Central an Illinois, Illinois thing. Right, right. Um, we actually have two Illinois chapters, one in Chicago and, and then our Central Illinois chapter wow. as well. So there are options available. Um, but the, the primary purpose of the Deeper, deeper Still Retreat is to, to bring that healing yeah. to those abortion-wounded hearts, again, mm-hmm. for women and for men. 
And Cheryl, the best part about it is these retreats are free. Is Absol- that right? Absolutely free. And it's a it's it's free and it's a weekend of freedom. Right. Because right. at at the mm-hmm. end of mm-hmm. the retreat, there's a new freedom mm-hmm. that is found in Christ and their new freedom uh, that you haven't that that you get to speak out about the abortion that yeah. has trapped you in that deep well. We mm-hmm. have a, a saying, there is no pit so deep that mm-hmm. God's love isn't deeper still. Oh. And when mm-hmm. you're in that well of grief mm-hmm. and shame mm-hmm. and you get to the retreat, I remember walking through the door as a participant. I'm a, a ministry team member now uh, since 2017. But when I walked through the door, I thought, do they know why I'm here? Mm-hmm. Because I felt so much guilt mm-hmm. and shame. Mm-hmm. I, I want to share just one little thing that happens. Yeah. There's a lot of things that we, of course, can't talk about that mm-hmm. happens at right. the Deeper Still Retreat. And I, I think I can talk about this. We were talking about how important it is for men to mm-hmm. attend. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of um, the grieving and reconciliation process that, that we go through during the retreats. And there was this man, and we watch men transform. Mm-hmm. Women, we're emotional. Mm-hmm. And we usually come in. There's some women that come in that are, you know, a little closed because mm-hmm. they don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But men really are because they're men. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's just part of their brave persona. Mm-hmm. Well, I watched this one gentleman as he was going through the steps of grieving and reconciliation and some of the other steps that we go through because it is a journey through um, grief and shame and freedom in Jesus. Yeah. But I watched him and I walked over to him and I just put my hand on his shoulder and I said, how you doing dad? And he started crying. Yeah. And we always have a time at the end. Sorry. (laughs) We have a time at the end where we can share because we memorialize our children and Tori and God gave her that she had a boy and I had two little girls. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he looked at me and then he said during the closing, he said, you know, whoever that woman was, I want to say thank you because I've never had any other children and I've always wanted to be called dad. dad." And so I would encourage women who have had abortions Speak to someone that you trust because you need to heal. You need to go deeper still. The Bible tells us that when we confess our sins to one another and pray for each other, healing begins. Forgiveness has already happened. But the healing begins when you tell a trusted friend and you start to walk through that journey. And I think you're so spot on with that because we talk a lot about forgiveness. And forgiveness is an incredible gift from God. But it's that healing that allows us to be able to stand up and and not be ashamed anymore Mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to tell my story Mm -hmm. so I can help others along the way. Real quickly, Tori, I want you to speak about this balance of grace and truth, you know, because um, I think we absolutely have to be people of truth. And I appreciate both of you um, as women of faith saying without apology, abortion is wrong. And I regret doing that. I think that's a message people need to hear, especially in this culture that we're living in. But we need to be a grace place as well. How how do we have that balance? The balance is so important. And I have had people, when I've shared my story, try to make me feel better about my decision and say, well, I could understand your circumstances or, you know, try to try to placate me. And my first response is don't do that. Right. You know, I would rather someone say, 
how could you or how yeah. dare you? Yeah. Um, because yeah. it is wrong. Right. It is wrong. Right. Uh, and I always go back when I think about truth and grace, I think about Jesus. Yeah. Jesus offended people. Yep. He yep. offended the religious people. Yep. Most of the time, the Most religious people. Most of the people. time, That's it right. was the religious people. And, yeah. and I think that, you know, sometimes whether it's in an attempt to try to make someone feel better or it's an attempt to try to make ourselves feel better. Yeah. We, we tend to forget that grace piece. And I think it's very important that we speak honestly, that we speak yeah. the truth, that abortion is wrong. Right. It, it is the, the murder right. of an innocent child, right. an, an image bearer of God. It right. is wrong. But it can be done in a way that gives grace and peace and hope yeah. and removes the shame. Um, one of my favorite scriptures, and, and we use it in, yeah. in the Deeper Still Retreat, is a Psalm 34, 5 which talks about um, those who look to him will be radiant yeah. and their faces will never be full of shame. Yeah. And I've, I've learned to take that scripture deeper. I used to think that, that radiance was just like you have a glow, you right. look hopeful, you mm-hmm. look happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now it's more about the radiance of bringing things into the light. Yeah. And that's where the grace and truth is. You're yeah. speaking the hard things, but you're doing it in the light of Jesus. Yeah. And wow. We can't be, we can't have shame when we're, when we're that radiant, when we're walking in the light of Jesus. That's great. So Cheryl, someone's listening to this and they're saying, I I need to go to deeper Mm -hmm. still and I need to go October 7, Mm -hmm. 8, 9. How do they go about doing that? What should they do? What they can do is they can reach out to uh, Lori and her um, email is L-A-U-R-I-E at hopeforafuture.com. Um, I don't see a phone number here, but maybe we can get a phone number yeah. and make that available. And reach I out to there, us. I think there is a phone number. Is there yeah. one there? 309-212-1442. Thank okay. you, Stephanie. Yeah. I did yeah. not see that. I appreciate that. Because if you feel the nudging of mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. yeah. call, yes. attend. I'm not going to lie and sugarcoat it and say it's not going to be mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's right. not going to be times right before you want to, mm-hmm. you're going to go that you want to say, I'm not going right. to go because mm-hmm. right. Satan has used it against you mm-hmm. for so long. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Don't let him win. Mm-hmm. Right. He's mm-hmm. the enemy for our souls. And, mm-hmm. and you too can be healed from yeah. your abortion wounded wow. heart. Wow. October 7 through 9 at East Bay Camp near Bloomington. It's free. And we'd love to see people that have abortion mm-hmm. in their past mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. and find that healing mm-hmm. that you're both talking about. And this Sunday at churches all throughout our area, mm-hmm. at Catlin, at Crossroads, at Pine Village, at Second Church, you're going to get to see a very special video featuring Tori and Cheryl. Thank you, ladies, Mm -hmm. for all that you do. And thank you uh, for taking time to be with us today. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. All right. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. IPC. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. 
Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, September 22nd. It's Greg and it's Steph. And man, we were blessed to hear from Tori and Cheryl. What a moving, moving interview. Uh, What brave women. We live in a world where people say, just keep all that to yourself. And yet they both feel like God, the Holy Spirit, is leading them Mm -hmm. to tell their story to help others. So real quickly, Mm -hmm. what did you take away from their time with us. Well, I was quite moved by Cheryl talking about how, you know, she's been friends with people in church, even in this church for a long time. And when that subject has come up in the past, um, a bit judgmental and harsh, um, you know, comments made and how hurtful that is. And it certainly does not put you in a position where you want to say, Oh, well I, I, that's me. I did that. So um, it struck me as I was listening, how judgmental I can be. Yep. And how, how how wrong that is. And yeah. um, we just don't know what people have gone through. Right. And not just on the topic of abortion. I mean, that's what we're talking about today. But we just don't know what people have gone through. And my bias or my, you know, my opinions can get really in the way sometimes of being able to look someone in the eye and have a chance for them to look me back and say, I, I need to share something. Yeah. And I kind of cut that off. Yeah because of my attitude sometimes. You know, I've been a pastor for over 30 years Mm -hmm. and I regularly, I don't want to say every day, but Mm -hmm. regularly people will come Mm -hmm. and they're broken. Mm -hmm. Sin has gotten the Mm -hmm. best of them and they need love. Sometimes they need a hug. Sometimes they need a prayer, but I think they really need that assurance Mm -hmm. that the blood of Christ really covers it all. And I, I, one of, one of my favorite things mm-hmm. to do is to be able to spend time with people who are broken mm-hmm. and I don't have anything to give them, mm-hmm. but I can give them the right. hope of Jesus right. and I can pray with them. Right. And if I'm just being a hundred percent honest, I look back and I think I did not live out grace place mm-hmm. in a lot of my preaching and even probably in a lot of my interactions on this issue. Mm-hmm. This issue is deeply personal for me. I'm right. adopted. Right. Um, I have skin in the game, you could say. Right. Right. And I look back and I really think shame on me. Quite honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address that Sunday. I'm going to address the fact mm-hmm. that it's easy to be so full of um, being zealous mm-hmm. that you forget that right. Christ died for our sins. And that's not just a convenient thing to throw in right. on, a, on a sermon illustration, but right. we got to live that out. And I, I was broken listening mm-hmm. to their interview, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, and I was also touched with just how kind they are oh, to, to yeah. each other. And yeah. 
Um, yeah, you'd think they'd known each other for a long time. They've known each other for like less than six weeks. Really? Yeah. And just yeah. through deeper That's still. the bond. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that people who are struggling and saying, I don't really know how to find help for this, I hope that they will look up this, you know, deeper still and yeah. this retreat. And it's coming up on the 7th yeah. of October. Couple I hope, weeks. I hope they'll really strongly consider it. And that's both men and women Absolutely. for that free event. Um that, that there's something out there that can can help you. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, hey, me. it's been a deep show up yeah. to this point in time. We've got about seven minutes okay. less, a little bit less. And you know I love my history, but <laughs> yeah. I'm only going to do one history segment All this right. week. Uh-huh. Uh, Monday, September 19, was the 25th anniversary of the death of my favorite musician, uh, the late Rich Mullins. Did you know that was um, the anniversary? Or did it pop I up? did. No, no, I, mean, I knew. Yeah, knew, I, I knew that it was a, coming okay. yeah. and... Um, you know, we have kind of talked off air about yeah. the possibility of doing like a tribute gathering yeah. at some point. Yeah. And I was thinking, man, we really missed it. How cool would it have been to have done it on Sunday? Right. But there was a big concert in Nashville. So uh, <laughs> that, that's neither here nor there. But I wanted just for the last six minutes or so, just to kind of talk through, maybe pay tribute mm-hmm. to Rich Mullins. Now, you did not grow up a Rich Mullins fan. Is that right? Correct. Did you even really know about not him? Not until about college. Okay. Okay. But when did you? Um, yeah, high school, high school? I would say. Okay. Yeah, um, he really came on the scene in the mid-1980s, okay. and he is from the Christian Church, Church of Christ okay. world. Um, we have a school that's now closed, but at one time it was the strongest school in our movement of churches, hmm. Cincinnati Bible College. Okay. And he was from that school, okay. and he was part of a group called Zion, and they didn't go anywhere. But he started going out and doing concerts on his own, and he got connected with CIY, Christ and okay. Youth Conferences. Okay. So the first time I really connected with Rich. Mullins, I was at a Christ and Youth conference in Bolivar, Missouri, and he led worship. Oh, wow. And he did concerts. And then <laughs> he just kind of took off. He's most famous for the song Awesome God. Yes. And that's a song that a lot of people used in worship for right. many, many years. Right. Now, the funny thing about it is he got to the point that he didn't want to sing it anymore. As crazy as that sounds, you know, he would go places and he'd say, <laughs> I'm taking requests, <laughs> but, but not do doing. not mention <laughs> Awesome God. Why? Just because he was so tired just so of much, it, yeah, yeah, so much. Yeah, so much. And, and you know, with artists a lot of times they really get pigeonholed into this is your song and it's a great song it's a powerful song but his music was so much more than just our god isn't i mean that's a pretty repetitive yeah you know song it seems like a lot of his songs were really telling stories well and for me (laughs) when i think of him i think of him as not just a songwriter but also a theologian Mm -hmm. and so i've got a song that i want you to, to okay. work up. I'm going to okay. preach on Jacob and Rachel and Leah <laughs> yeah. in the months to come. Right. And he has a song, Jacob and Two Women. Right. And he loved to use song uh-huh. to tell biblical stories. Right. And the thing about him that um, I, I was watching, Monday night, I just sat and watched YouTube mm-hmm. uh, of him talking, really not even him singing. Yeah. And one of the things he said is he said, it is so discouraging when I go places and people can quote my song lyrics to me and they can't quote a single Bible verse. Oh, wow. And he said, stop. Stop memorizing my songs and start memorizing God's word. For him. How, how many musicians do you hear saying things right. along he, those lines? Wasn't he quite a connector between like oh, denominations? Yeah. Like Tegan, my, our intern yeah. that we're talking about, Tegan Good was yeah. is also a fan. He went to this I concert know. on Sunday night, and, and that's a fan driving basically yeah. all day and all night. Yeah, but he was yeah. struck by how he he could go into a Catholic church yep. and he would not find yep. the differences, but he would find right. what, what they right. what bound them together, and he would do that in. 
any yeah. denomination that he went into, apparently. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I think it is. I think yeah. he was a bridge builder. Mm-hmm. He was a shock to the system. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Grant mm-hmm. called him the conscience of the Christian music world, the contemporary Christian mm-hmm. music industry. And I think her comment was, we need that. We need mm-hmm. someone that's mm-hmm. going to hold mm-hmm. us accountable. Mm-hmm. I want to share Rich Mullins' quote okay. that is um, on the second page that you have here. This is something he said late in his life, right before his death, that got him in trouble with a lot of people. But he said this repeatedly in concert. He said, Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of these, my brothers, you've done it to me. That's Matthew 25. And this is what I've come to think, that if I want to identify fully with Jesus Christ, who I claim to be my Savior and my Lord, the best way I can do that is to identify with the poor. Hmm. This I know will go against the teachings of those popular evangelical preachers, but they're just wrong. Hmm. They're not bad. They're just wrong. (laughs) And he said, Christianity is not about building an absolutely secure little niche in the world where you can live with your perfect little wife and your perfect little children (laughs) in a beautiful little house where you have no gays or minority groups anywhere near you. Christianity is about learning to love like Jesus loved and Jesus loved the poor and Jesus loved the brokenhearted. Hard to argue, you know? Did he... And he lived that out. Years, did he live on an Indian reservation? Yeah, I would say, I'm trying to think about the years. He mm-hmm. died in 97. I want to say in the mid-1990s, mm-hmm. he went and for two years lived on an Indian reservation mm-hmm. in New Mexico and took mm-hmm. a vow of poverty. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would come and do concerts and then go back there. And mm-hmm. one of the things about him that's wild, he made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, his songs were very popular, but he did not have control over his finances. Mm-hmm. A preacher in Wichita, Kansas, had control, Rich's insistence, had control over his finances. Mm. He would give Rich a stipend of Rich's money, but then he would shepherd the rest of it. And I mean, think about how different our world would be if that was kind of the Mm go-to for people. And um, in the interview that we watched Monday night, Marla and I, he was contemplating when he got to 45, 46, he was going to retire and he wanted to go back into ministry. Hmm. You know, he'd been a youth minister mm-hmm. and he loved mm-hmm. it so much. Mm-hmm. He was pulled into the Christian music world because he was so good, because mm-hmm. he was so talented. Mm-hmm. But he said, some of my favorite days was when I was a youth minister mm-hmm. and I'm spending time with young mm-hmm. teens wanting to know more about so Jesus. So you're teary so, I, I love it. Why, why, I love it. Why are you teary Well, I just think we live in a world where we lift up uh-huh. people uh-huh. that are powerful. We lift up people that are successful. Mm-hmm. He was both. Mm-hmm. And I think he said, I can't wait to not be that. And you just don't see that. Right. You really don't. Right. And so then he died tragically. Died tragically, not far from here, yeah. north of Bloomington, Illinois, hmm. in an automobile accident, um, September 17, 1997, wow. 25 years 20, ago. Uh, so he was how old when he died? 41. 41. Yeah. I thought of it. He would be 66. Hmm. That's hard for me to believe mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. he would be a senior citizen today. But mm-hmm. I know this probably doesn't connect with a lot of people, <laughs> That's all but right. I don't care. That's all right. It's our show, That's right? right? So anyway. I like how, how seeing how it connects with you and oh, affects you. Love I mean, it. And I'm one of many, you know, I, right. I put something on Facebook yeah, and yeah. I couldn't believe I heard yeah. from people that I haven't heard from in 10 years. His so. music is hard. Oh, I think is. it's difficult. It yeah. So yeah. if you're going to have us do some, give us a little time. Jacob and, and two women. Okay. There I've printed go. that one off, but That's the rest right. of them, I don't know. Well, Hey, we're out of time. So on behalf of mm-hmm. Stephanie, this is Greg. Thanks for listening to direct line. And seriously, um, join one of the churches, if you can, this Sunday, going through the series, Cultural Questions, Biblical Answers, Better Conversations. You will be blessed, and we'll see you next week on Direct Line.